0: Welcome back to another episode of Run the Damn Ball. This is your host Daniel Magnuson. We talk college football. We talk Nebraska football, everything in between. Um, so I've, it's been about two weeks since I posted a podcast. I wanted to do one last week on the Nebraska-Michigan game, and um, I even recorded something too. It was probably about like forty minutes long. And then you know, after I recorded it, I just decided that you know what, I try to be really positive around the damn ball. I try to be real, but I try to be positive at the same time. And I felt like I a lot of what I was doing was just, like, roasting. And I am like, you know what? I'm just not going to put it out there because I just wanted to wait for one more game before I had a negative reaction. And that Michigan team is a college football playoff contender. And this Nebraska team we're, we've been watching this year, um, yeah, they're just trying to get to six wins right now. So it's two different you know realms of college football that came you know to clash that Saturday in Nebraska and it just it didn't take long all right so um you know you you saw what Michigan did last weekend in Minnesota as well yeah that's just how it goes all right um but just wanted to you know come back on here talk about Nebraska football um we're at the midway point of the season. We're in a bye week right now. The team is three and three. There's six more games to go. We're trying to get to six. Going to talk about everything Nebraska, each position group, um, how they're going to get to those six wins, where those wins are going to be potentially, all that stuff. We'll talk about Northwestern next week uh, before, you know, they have that game. But um, going to talk about that. I want to talk about, you know, do some story time from, you know, the experiences I did have this season going to one Nebraska game. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Um. Talk about Oklahoma, Texas. It's one of the biggest games every year. It's probably my favorite football game every year that's not Nebraska. Um, Love that game. Talk about some other stuff going on with, you know, Caleb Williams. I think I have a hot take there with with his, uh, you know, career. I want to share. I want to talk about Deion Sanders again because I think that he's someone that uh, is very polarizing, but I think I have a take on that that's, you know, a little bit different than, you know, what you guys are used to hearing and then you know we'll do a little pick them for the games this weekend so um and then also i really you know if you stick around to the end you will you might hear some stuff like i might just go all in on some stuff you know um just like not even like football related so we'll see how far we go we'll see how much energy i have it's like 10 15 today and i didn't have work today i had a day off so i got a lot of energy right now so about to go in but um we will start with talking about nebraska a lot of you guys nebraska fans you may ask if you're watching the video why i'm wearing a wyoming shirt um i just love wyoming football i think the more i've seen nebraska lose over the last like five or so years the more i try to you know watch other college football and truly enjoy it for what it is and wyoming like what they've been able to put together uh their brand what they do with what they have is actually really cool to see um I think it started with Craig Bowl and Josh Allen back in like 2015, and 2016, and they just built from there. Obviously, Josh Allen's the best thing they ever come out of there. They don't have a lot of guys with that caliber, of course, at their school, but they make the most of what they got, and they're a lot of fun to watch. Uh, there's a lot of different smaller college football teams I, I keep up with. I just love the sport in general, um, beyond just Nebraska. So that's why I talk about it. But um, obviously, I'm a Nebraska fan. I'll die for the skirts, but you know, I like Wyoming too. They're my favorite group of five team. And Nebraska doesn't really play them that much. Um, they, they had a couple of games they played against them in the 2010s, but they don't play them that much. So, I mean, what is it to wear this? I would never wear Kansas State or Iowa, but, you know, I could wear Wyoming. So, um, well, we'll talk about Nebraska now. I know I did a whole lot of introduction there with everything. But, um, obviously, you know, they're coming off the game against Michigan, which was one of the worst losses we've seen since, like, you could talk about 2019 against Ohio State. You know, 2020 against Illinois, they've had some bad games. They've had some close losses. But that that was one of the worst showings we've seen from Nebraska. Um, Offensively, they just couldn't finish drives. If they ever got anything going, there was a false start. Um, Defense just couldn't, you know, they did the best they could at times. Other times, they just kind of let Michigan do what they wanted to. I, 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 Who knows? Like, I don't want to make – I don't ever want to jump in and say there's a certain effort that is going on because we don't know, okay? Um, sometimes what happens in football is one team looks to the other side of the field and they decide, you know what, I don't know about this one. I've been there. I play it in like high school and stuff. So I think that could have been part of it, but who knows at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because even if Luke Grimer was healthy and they played out of their mind, I don't even know if they would have beat Michigan anyway. So, uh, can't be upset. Beat Illinois last weekend. That was awesome. Okay. I didn't expect to really watch much of it because I had a bachelor party last, uh, weekend for my friend Alex so shout out to him getting married uh, I believe in January gonna be there for that of course um but so I, I didn't really expect to watch it but then we go get sushi Friday night that's when the Rats is playing in Illinois and there's a bunch of big screen TVs at the sushi place so we're like well shoot let's put the game on we watched the first quarter um things are going all right you know we get the goal line stand which was awesome um didn't expect that but Nash Hutmacher and those guys created a wall got a stop um, there that flipped the game, you know, you know, take seven points away from Illinois. That they probably should have got, and we go down and get a field goal at the 10 point swing that changes the game. Huge. in the big 10 West, that's huge. in the big 12 or other you know conferences, you can throw up a lot of points. SEC has been scoring a lot of points this year, um, but that was huge. So we got that play. Um, I guess you talk about some other plays that happened in that game. You know, Heinrich Harburg, we can even talk about him later. But overall, this team had a good showing against Illinois. They created some good turnovers. Um, I believe Illinois had three or four. If you count a turnover on downs, they had like five. But they had like three turnovers that Nebraska created. Interception, Quentin Newsom got his first uh, interception as well. That was huge. Uh, the kickoff fumble, that was huge. Um, the fumble that was created by Phelan Sanford, where his helmet hit the ball, popped into Tommy Hill's arms. They got a field goal off of that. Um, You know, those kind of things changed the game. And so I really liked seeing those plays. You know, it was a sloppy game overall. Illinois' offense, besides one big play, um, after their first drive, they didn't do a whole lot. They were able to throw the ball down the field, but they couldn't really run it. Pat Bryant had a nice touchdown catch over Quentin Newsome. That was, I mean, him and Isaiah Williams are good players uh, for Illinois. So it wasn't like, I mean, that's going to happen sometimes. Um, so that was the only touchdown Nebraska gave up. The only points they gave up all game. That's really impressive. And, you know, Emma Johnson had a bad fumble. Um, Anthony Grant had a bad fumble towards the end there. Alvano missed a kick. So we left like 17, you know, potentially like just a whole bunch of points off the board that we could have had. And so that's something that's a little bit frustrating. That's the only like negative I really have from the game though, with, you know, we're, we're maximizing a lot of what we have right now. I think people don't realize that. And I, I can get into that right now. Um, I was hoping to get also side note, I was hoping to get Liz and Aiden. If you're if you're probably listening, I was hoping to get you on the podcast this week, talk about your uh, road trip to Illinois, um, Maybe I can get you guys down next week, potentially. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, so, want to talk about, you know, we're going to do position by, by position breakdown. Um, I don't think a ton needs to be said about Nebraska versus Illinois game because, like, at this point, you've seen the reactions. You've seen the – you probably saw the game. Um, I was able to watch most of the game myself. I was, you know, doing half Halo Reach with my friends. half I had the game on the laptop. So, I was just, you know, having a good time. But uh, that was that's the dream right there. Uh, but, anyway, we'll talk, we'll talk about uh, QBs first. So, I haven't really gone into this, but, like, seeing what Heinrich Harburg's done this year has been impressive and supr- a little bit surprising. I don't think – a lot of us may have not even seen that coming uh, this year. You know, I thought Jeff Sims was going to have a big year for Nebraska, if I'm honest. Um, first game he had, I think – I don't want to blame him for the loss, but, like, some of his mistakes really hurt our chances to win against Minnesota. And then the Colorado game, shoot, I don't even want to go there. But – um Yeah, no, he got hurt towards the end of the Colorado game. Harburg comes in, and he's been – the thing about – sets Harburg apart, and Adam Carricker said this this week, he's just not a lot of turnovers from him. Um, The one pick he threw against Michigan was batted ball, which is still his fault, but still, you know, not like egregious. He had one bad interception against Illinois. He had a fumble against Northern Illinois that was caused from a blitz. But besides that, he's not really turning the ball over. Like He hasn't even – when he runs the ball himself, which he runs like 20 times a game, he has not fumbled. So he's doing that really well. And he's taking care of the ball, and he's managing. He's managing the game. That's what we need. Because the defense is – it's like 2021 Nebraska-level defense. And that defense um, at times, you know – they could be a little bit. I'm trying to remember. That year was just tragedy, honestly. But um, they're probably that talent level. They might even be better. I don't know if they have the same level NFL talent quite yet, but they got just. They're just a bunch of dogs on defense. Um, so to wrap up the quarterback situation, I'm I'm all like Harburg. Like I'm all in on Harburg, him going forward. Okay, all in. If he gets hurt for whatever reason, Jeff Sims, I know he's capable. Just don't turn over the wall, please. Cheba is also capable. He's not much of a runner, though, uh, which you know, I guess that brings us to our next thing. Our wide receivers, man. Maurice not Maurice. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Marcus Washington. <laughs> We're not going to go there. Marcus Washington uh, towards ACL uh, the play after he had that 40 yard catch and that sucks I feel for him. I think this is his last year playing. Probably he might be able to get a waiver, but i think he's played already he's probably already played four games this year if i had to guess so i i don't think he can or if he's played five yeah i don't think he can get a redshirt waiver for an injury if you played more than four so he may just be done with his college career um i know isaiah garcia castaneda towards acl game one against minnesota he'll probably be back if he wants to but yeah so wide receivers is just injuries i mean xavier bats quit the team so like you got guys you expected to be starters who are not out there right now. And so um, right now there's Billy Kemp, there's Alex Bullock, there's Ty Han, there's Malachi Coleman, Jalen Lloyd, and um, Doss, I think. Jaden Doss. What's his full name? I think it's Jaden Doss. Yeah, so those are your guys who have gotten snaps at wide receiver who are healthy. And I'd like to see Janire Bonner move to wide receiver, but I don't think anyone's listening to me. So, you know, it's like I like to see some of these people. Like, I think Bonner could really be a, a factor as like a slot tight end slash receiver or something like that, right? They haven't used him there. Uh, he's been fullback the whole time, which I think is a waste, in my opinion, of what he could be. So I've said that every week. I'm going to keep saying it if I feel like it. Um, but those are our wide receivers. Um, right now, Billy Kemp is a gadget player. Alex Bullock, I like what I saw from him against Illinois. He had some really good slant pass catches. Um, Ty a nice catch last week. We need Jalen Lloyd to step in there a little bit more. Um, We need need some big stuff from him. We need Malachi Coleman. He had his first catch last week. We need some big stuff from him, too. And just any freshman wide receivers that can step up, we need it. Like, bad. Because we're a run team, and then we pass when we have to. That's the offense right now. O-line's also all right. I think they're doing okay right now. Not going to go crazy on them, but um, in either direction. If if you're not talking about them, it's usually good things. Talking about the tight ends, right now it's really just Fedoni and Borkacher. Fedoni is holding up good. He's been healthy this season, happy for him. And then Borkacher, I guess he has four catches for 44 yards this se- uh, season, not a ton. He could maybe d- be doing more for us potentially. I'd like to see a little bit more from Borkature in terms of the passing game. I think we could use him, but I mean, looking at it, Billy Kemp's our leading receiver. Twenty receptions, two hundred nineteen yards. That's six games in. That's not gonna like cut it if we want to be a, like a big time program. And that's not on Billy Kemp. That's just like in general, we need guys who are healthy and can ball. Like we need. I'm talking about like the Samori, Toure, Quincy, and type players. We need those guys bad. We don't have a single guy like that on the roster right now. Um, we need them bad. If we're going to like even compete at a high level. So, because Iowa has a, probably the same amount of talent at the wide receiver room that we do right now in terms of with, with the injuries that we have. That's what I'm saying. In fact, I wouldn't even go there. We probably have more talented wide receivers with all the – injuries we have over iowa right now which didn't say a whole lot just because you know their offense is garbage but ours is not that great too it's just that we have a quarterback who can run really fast like carberg's fast and talk about running backs if anthony grant doesn't fumble he's getting like 15 carries a game um which i think they're a little bit scared to give him the ball right now because the fumbles i guess in practice it's happening too is what matt rule has been saying um and then you know ramir johnson's out gabe bourbon's out we know that We need Emmett Johnson to step in big. Josh Fleeks had a nice play against Michigan, of course. We need him to step in big. We need need a one-two punch at running back right now. And right now the one-two punch is Harburg and then, like, whoever running back we throw in, which isn't sustainable in my opinion um, because I don't want Harburg to get hurt. Um, But – so I just went on a whole thing with the offense there and – they got to figure out something new to uh, be successful down the last six uh, games of the season. Um, I don't know what that exactly is. I'm not, you know, I'm not around the program. I don't live in Lincoln anymore. You know, I don't. I have less. In, I have less input and like knowledge than I did last year because uh, I'm not in Lincoln. But that's fine. I still have quite a bit. Uh, so I think one thing they can mix in that could help them a lot is just screen passes to the wide receivers. Um a little bit of RPOs with some slant routes, screen passes, you know, shoot, get some wheel routes in there, mix in some of that stuff, keep the defense honest. All right. I don't know how comfortable they are with Harburg running RPOs, but you know, right now it's a lot of the defense being able to zone in on Harburg's either running or the running backs running. And maybe they'll throw like a dump off pass to like a tight end. There's not a whole lot of other um, things They're able to use play action sometimes and it's nice, but we got to mix in more stuff if we're going to be successful down the stretch. And so I would say RPOs are a good way to go, you know, make the defense worry about Harburg throwing a quick pass off of play action fake to the running back and, you know, be able to let the defense worry about screen passes to Billy Kemp or Jalen Lloyd or, you know, jet sweeps. You got to spread them out a little bit. So that's, what I would say they could potentially do with what they got. And so that's kind of my breakdown of the roster right now. Hopefully Alvano can keep making kicks as well. Special teams have been pretty solid overall. They got a block last uh, week. Blaze Gunnarsson got a block uh, punt. So that's that. Talk about the defense a little bit too. I just think some of these guys deserve some love. Um, Isaac Gifford is doing well, leading tackler on the team right now um had two pass breakups in that uh last stop the defense had there against illinois that were crucial omar brown's been awesome this year and people keep calling the northern iowa transfer he was on the team last year for nebraska dude chill okay he's nebraska he's he's ours now all right he's been ours um he's sweet i like that guy he's probably one of our better dbs right now quentin newsom's playing well john bullock's playing well Javen Wright is having a full season. Awesome to see that from him. Malcolm Hartzog had his best game, I'd argue, last week against Illinois. Um, he had some troubles against Michigan, had a good game last week. Pass breakups, tackles, all that. We saw Tommy Hill make a nice tackle. We need um Reimer back, of course. I hope we get that uh Reimer back for Northwestern. We probably should. Bayor has been a good linebacker for Nebraska, always knew he'd come around. Um Hutmacher, of course, is just a anchor in the middle. I'd like to get Singleton back against the Northwestern, too. We'll see about that. I know he is banged up a little bit. Uh, he's a safety. Uh, who else? Robinson's been there for four years. He's been doing his thing, Ty Robinson. Um, and Jamari Butler has been solid. Am I missing anybody? That's most of the guys. I just think they all deserve a hit. like. They're Give him a shout-out, dude. These guys are doing well. Okay, the whole defense as a whole. I'm not even naming all of them, but defense as a whole is just fighting. They're, they're fighting, dude. In four games this season, I'll give you the opponent's score in four games this season. 13, 7, or excuse me, 13, yeah, 13, 7, 14, and 11, okay? That is, in four games this season, the opponent has scored 14 or less, or excuse me, is that right? Yeah, 14 or less points. That's four of our six games, the defense holding the opposing team to 14 or less points. That's really good. I don't care who you're playing. You could have a schedule where it's all a group of five, and, like, that's still impressive. So I love what we've seen from the defense. They've had really good, you know, uh, numbers overall. You can look at their stats. I'm not going to dive into it too much. Just a bunch of dogs out there. Um, they're the key to the whole team, okay? They're why this team is going to potentially make a bowl. And so, um, shoot. Let's go ahead and predict the final six games for Nebraska. Their next one is versus Northwestern. I think we win this one because Northwestern's bad and we're reaching towards being average right now. We're reaching towards it. So I think we can get a win against Northwestern. I know they beat Minnesota, but I think we're a better team overall. If we don't turn over the ball, we'll have a good chance to win with our defense especially. We'll be four and three. Versus Purdue – He's gonna be really close. Purdue has some good skill position players on offense. Um, Tracy Jr., Tyrone Tracy Jr., good player. Mockaby runs like a deer, so you never know where he's going. Um, so he's tough. Hudson Cards, he's he's a Texas high school quarterback. Okay, these guys are ballers. If you are a he was a 6A Texas high school quarterback, like four star recruit, this guy's a G. Okay, like. I don't care. He had a. I think he, who who they play last Purdue, who was the last game, Iowa. I think he had some bad interceptions. He's still a good player. You never know what you're going to get. Okay. He could, he could ball out. Uh, Deion Burks is a good wide receiver. TJ Sheffield's fast for them, too. They got some actual guys that we wish we had right now at wide receiver. So we're going to have our hands full there. They're better than Illinois. They beat Illinois by 25, which we should have done, but whatever. Um, so this team is coming into Lincoln. Uh, that'll be the eighth game of the season. And I think it's going to be really close. I'm picking Nebraska because I'm biased. But we could. Da- we, we could if, of the next three games, that's the most likely the one that we lose. Uh, but I say we beat Purdue. Then we got North – what am I saying? Why am I blanking right now? Michigan State. We go at Michigan State. And this is the worst Michigan State team in probably like 20 years. So we're gonna beat them. That's the most like winnable game on our schedule. Matt Rule said it. He said we could either, you know, every team left on our schedule is beatable, and they could also beat us. That's pretty much the way he put it. Like you can go either way. But I say we win our next three. We're six and three. Then it gets tough. All right, Maryland, I believe is in, at home after Michigan State, and they're they have a real good team. I think they're legit on offense. Their defense is also tough. That's where I think we run into some trouble. I don't think. Right now, with what we've seen, we can we can't say we were going to beat Maryland right now. I know they lost to Ohio State by twenty. I still think they're with Talia and what they have on offense can be really tough. It's winnable, man. Like we could totally win that game. I just don't think I've seen enough to say we're going to beat Maryland right now. So we'll be six and four at Wisconsin. I really want to say we're going to win this, but I, right now I can't. I, I haven't seen enough to say we're going to beat Wisconsin either. Right. I think they have an identity crisis up there right now because they're trying to be like more of a passing team when they should just run the damn ball with Braylon Allen. But I still think with their defense and with the guys they have on offense, they're just better than us right now, regardless of their identity crisis they're in. We're going to lose to Wisconsin from what I can see so far. So I say six and five going into the Iowa game. So we're already, yeah, we clinched the bowl. We're feeling good. We've lost two games though in a row, which, you know, that still stings. So. You know, there's positive emotion. There's, you know, we're coming off two losses, which is always tough, especially when you start being invested, which we're going to be invested once we hit six and three. Believe that. But Iowa, their offense is so bad that I can't say they're going to beat us. I I never will say they're going to beat us because their offense with Ferrance is always just boring and garbage. But, kid, McNamara's hurt. Got hurt, like, what was it, last week or two weeks ago? And now they have Deacon Hill, who went 6-for-21 against Purdue. That's awful, dude. 28%. No, we're not losing that guy. Okay? Caleb Johnson's turned it on for them at the running back, which I knew was going to happen, and that's a little bit scary because that guy can pop off at running back. Um, But their wide receivers can't do anything unless they, you know, it's play action. Their tight ends. They only have Eric Hall. Luke Lachey got hurt. And then their defense is their whole team, just like Nebraska, I guess. But, um, I just you know what, I think we're gonna beat them again. So, seven and five this year is what I say Nebraska is gonna reach. Um, being Northwestern is the biggest key to that, though. So, we're gonna talk about that next week. So, we're gonna move forward to, um, I'll, actually, no, we're gonna stick it with Nebraska right now. I got a story to tell. So, Nebraska's you know, week two, they had at, they had a game in Colorado. It's like 9 o'clock at night, and on a Friday night, it's the night before the game, and I'm hanging out with my dog. I'm tired from work that day, and I'm like, man, life's good. I'm going to go to bed, hanging out with my dog, Devanny. I'm going to eat breakfast. I'm going to watch the Nebraska-Colorado game. I'm so excited. I get a text from my friend Kylie, and she says, I have two tickets to the Nebraska-Colorado game do you want to go keep in mind it's 9 p.m. on a Friday like Nebraska plays in like 14 hours and so I was faced with a decision of do I want to be comfy at home or do I want to go to the game and drop like you know some money on plane tickets because I live in Texas so I'm like dang okay all right you know what this is life and this opportunity has been given to you uh by god essentially uh because that's that's god i don't know if hey that that's like somehow some way i was supposed to be there i could feel it in my soul so i'm like all right here we go i tell kylie i'm like i booked i got plane tickets to denver and back plane ticket early that morning i booked my plane ticket 11 p.m my flight was at like six i slept like maybe two hours and Kylie like didn't even sleep at all. Anyway, I get to Denver ever uh Denver airport. I'm talking so fast. I got to Denver airport. Um, what was it like eight a.m. Games in two hours. I get a ride to the game from my friend Michaela. Shout out Michaela, and I'm at the game. It's like nine a.m. or what was it Colorado time? It was ten a.m. Oh no, the game was at ten a.m. Colorado time. I got to Boulder at like nine a.m. with Kylie. And so we were able to get like it was crazy that like I pulled like because 24 hours prior, I had no idea I'd be there. It was the like cause I had never planned on being at that game. I didn't want to go to the game because I knew how chaotic it was gonna be. And I was like, We're probably not gonna win. It's gonna be chaotic. I just need a break from all that right now. But no, for some reason I had to be there and I was there with Kylie. Thanks, Kylie, for the ticket. Um we got free tickets somehow, so we were there and they were in like the Nebraska section. So I'm at the game. I got two tall boys in my hands. You know, I made sure to wear cowboy boots because, you know, Dion's been on that cowboy energy. I was like, I gotta be on that cowboy energy too. Um, and I'm like, I got my beers. I saw John and Rondo, guys I played basketball with at the rec at UNL all the time. I'm like, What's up, guys? I hang out with them at the game. I was having so I was having so much fun. Just just being with Husker Nation again was so nice. And road games are my favorite. I love games Memorial, like just everybody else. But, like, road games with Nebraska fans, you got your section of Nebraska people at the road game. Like, that is the peak of being a Nebraska fan, in my opinion. So, being at the Colorado game, you can see the mountains behind the stadium. I'm with all the Nebraska people in the corner. Uh, we didn't deck out Boulder like we did in 2019, unfortunately. The biggest letdown of my life. But still, um, we were there and we lost and I had fun. I don't care, dude. Like I had so much fun at the nebraska Colorado game. I cannot like, I can't even like, we lost too, and That's the, like, it was a bad game, but like, it was just, you know, being um, like immersed in like Lincoln culture and like Nebraska football culture, even through the losses when I lived there was awesome. And so I moved away and I've really only been around like mostly like I have some Nebraska people down here. Uh, Obviously my parents are Nebraskans, but like, most of my friends and everybody that I like work with are like, you know, they're not Nebraska people. So like, you know, um, it's you know, a little different when you're able to like, you know, get back into that and like be around everybody and like see people you know and stuff. Like I saw people I know that are still in school. Um, like it just, is it just fun. Like I, I was like, Man, I miss this. I love this for like it's good for the soul. So, um, go on TV too. I didn't even plan on that. Like Got on TV. I remember I turned off my phone because it was low power. I was trying to make it throughout the day. And then I, you know, I I opened my phone at like halftime or something and like it is exploded. I'm like, obviously, I'm running on two hours of sleep and like a couple beers. I'm like not. And I'm also running on like a gentleman from the game. So I felt a type of way, but I was like looking at my phone, like, what? And then I see people send me videos. Like I saw like 20 videos of people just videoing me going like this after we threw an interception and it was on like it was a meme on college football that day uh, and i had people like i hadn't talked to in years like texting me it was crazy um so that was fun like shoot like if you're gonna lose go out like that right no i guess i could probably even include that um on the last intro i did of the run the Damn Ball podcast episode 65 i included a little video of the uh going through it with all the other Husker fans, right? I have a little funny story to tell before I wrap up, talking about that road trip, or I guess, you know, it's not a road trip. I flew there. But, um, so I saw John and Rondo, like guys I know from Nebraska, actually Rondo uh, actually used to play for Nebraska. Ronald Tompkins used to play for Nebraska. I think John did for a little bit too. I don't remember, but Ronald Tompkins played for Nebraska in 2019, 2020, uh, retired because of injuries. But, um, they're at the game, and so I was hanging out with them for a while, like watching the game. And so at one point, I took a selfie with them. So I'm like, you know, like I want to send to my Nebraska friends I played ball with that they that they know, right? Like I'm with John Arondo, and I had a cough back then too. I had a cough like all of September, and so you know, I take I, I take like a selfie with them. I take a sip, and then I coughed the beer that I had like tried to drink, right this big Nebraska dude right in front of me, like a dad, probably a dad of a player too, because we were, had all these parents around us. I accidentally coughed out my beer on this guy's back and I didn't, like, I couldn't control, I had a bad cough at the time, I couldn't control it. It just came out. And so I feel like an asshole because I cough on this guy and, like, I didn't mean to. I'm just living my best life out here, man. Like, I had 12 hours total in Colorado and I had, a. I just met most of it, right? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I feel terrible. I tried apologizing and he was like enraged because Nebraska's getting they're you know they're getting wrecked by Colorado. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And he's like yelling at me. I'm like, okay. So I got behind John and Rondo. John and Rondo are built. So I was like, they're gonna protect me from angry guy here. And then as I'm hiding behind John and Rondo, Jeff Simmons breaks like a 50 yard touchdown run. So the mood of the whole Nebraska section changed. And so I was like, what a perfect time to go get things right with this dude. So I went over, I put my arm around him. I'm like, yo, I didn't mean to do that. I have a bad cough. That was a complete accident. I'm really sorry. I'm going to keep my distance from you. Look at that. I just got, I was like, we're good. Boom. And that was it, right? So I thought that was the funniest story I had. This guy probably will never listen to the podcast. I barely remember what he looks like. But if you're out there, I'm sorry for I coughed my beer on you. I'm a mess, all right? <laughs> so, yeah, okay. So that happened. That was fun. Um, after the game, after the Colorado game, I met with, uh, I think, I was Kylie, and then for reasons I'm not going to get into, I'm going to keep this, play, this former Nebraska player um, anonymous. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it anonymous. I shouldn't. Like, I should probably give y'all insight, but I feel like it's safe for me to not include this because, um, he works for the team. I think, in some way. Anyway, I'm gonna keep it anonymous. But I was talking to a former Nebraska player that played for Nebraska in the 20, uh, in the Bo Pelini era, early like 20 early 2010s. Bo Pelini era. He went to the NFL. He played in the NFL. Anyway. Um, and so, you know, he was kind of down about the game as a lot of people were, and I didn't want to talk about the game, uh, that much with him, but, um, something that I ended up talking to him about, I just was curious. I was like, okay. So I asked him like, what's the difference between like current Nebraska and like the way Nebraska was when you were there, just like the locker room, the vibe, like the way the players are. Like, obviously there's a talent gap with like NFL talent because back then they had a lot more. But um, I just said, like, what's the difference? And he basically, like what he told me was like, when I played in Nebraska, we believed we were going to win every game. When we didn't like live up to the expectations that we had, that was always like we'd be upset. like. We lost, or excuse me, he said that they beat Illinois by, like, 20. And they should have won by more. And they all were yelling at each other in the locker room. Like, that it's not acceptable, essentially, is what they're saying. And so, it's just a different era, um, obviously. But, you know, those guys, they were winners, and they expected to win. They won at least nine games for Bo's entire, was it seven years he was there? Right? So, it was a winning culture. Yeah, they lost some big games. Yeah, they got wrecked by Wisconsin and Ohio State one time and some other games here and there. And yeah, they all this they'd always find a way to lose one game they shouldn't, win a lot of close games, get wrecked by one team. And then like you know, there's you know, there's some really interesting seasons actually, uh, for that Bo had. But they they were a lot of winners there. And so they expected to win. And he said the current Nebraska that, you know, rules trying to fix right now, Matt rules trying to fix like the current Nebraska um, or at least I'm not going to say current. Cause I think this team could, you know, have a winning season potentially, which would be amazing with, with the talent they have is not what it has been in the past. Uh, even in some of the losing seasons that we've had in the past, the talent is still not there, Um, but you know, they're making the most of it, which is credit to rule and the staff, but you know, Recent Nebraska, I don't want to say right now because they're learning. I think they're learning right now. But recent Nebraska never believed that they were going to win the big game. Never, like, the belief was never fully there. There was guys like JoJo Doman, Samori Toure, like some great players that came through. Trey Palmer is doing good things, but like the team as a whole never like believed they were going to win um, very much. And that is why, um, you know, they don't know how they didn't know how to win. They weren't used to winning. A lot of that stuff. Um, that's what he said. I'm not saying that's like set in stone, but this is you know, we're trying to get back to. I'd say there's levels like why I have hope in Nebraska football and why I cover it like as a podcast and why I'm so into it. It's because I believe Nebraska can get back to Bo at least at least Bo Pelini level like winning in football. Now Bo Pelini level is not what we want long term. As fans, obviously, we would like it right now. I'll tell you what, 9-3. Like, I think a Bo Pelini team, take like the 2014 Nebraska team, they would go win the Big Ten West this year, hands down. If you disagree with me, don't even listen to me, all right? Just go. Just go somewhere else, okay? Amir Abdullah, Nebraska, would win the Big Ten West right now with all those guys. Um, But anyway... There's couple. There's couple levels. Nebraska's got a level where they got to learn how to win, and I think last week was an example of them learning how to win. Uh, the defense, no matter what the offense was doing, was going out there and swinging, and that was awesome. Um, the team played as as a, as a unit, even though some of the mistakes they had, and I saw them celebrating the locker room a little too much, from in my opinion, because when you should win by thirty and you win by 13, and then you celebrate, like, you just won a bowl game. Or, or I, I was a little bit like, okay, you get your first Big Ten win with Matt Rule. I think that's really great, but just, like, I think, like, they need to learn how to win a little bit more, and I was a little bit, like, I don't want to be a fun killer. I love that they're having fun. I just was a little bit like, these guys are not used to winning. That's really what I felt like I saw. Like, these guys are not used to winning, and they need to get used to winning because, like, that's what we all want, as fans, as players, everything. Um, players, as in like them, not me, but you know. Um, so that was a little bit concerning. I was like, "Can we not like freak out when we beat like Illinois?" <laughs> but I, I guess you know, I think I have fun. It's just a little bit like, okay, let's not do that every time. We're not storming fields like Colorado, but um, so that's stuff. I've, you know, there's some experiences I've had recently. Um, I wanted to keep that guy's name. That I was talking about, what he told me, just his opinions. I wanted to keep him uh, private, just because um, he he works for the team, and I think you know me. You know you gotta be a little bit. If, it would be one thing if he came on the podcast and said that, but sometimes when you have a, like a conversation with someone outside the podcast, you want to keep it like you want. I thought he had really good insight, but I wanted to keep it like private in a way. You know what I mean? Maybe it doesn't matter. But I think it matters. So, um, is that everything I want to talk about with Nebraska? I ran to Chancellor Brewington at the game, too. Uh, it's good to have him. Uh, good to see him. You know, he's been doing cool things. Like, Brew, I had him on the podcast, I think, twice uh, so far. Um, maybe I will again someday. I don't know. But Brew's been doing cool stuff because he reacts to the Nebraska games. I think that's a niche that, you know, the fans and wanted to see and enjoy. I think a former player doing that is awesome. Brew always has a lot of good insight. Um, he understands football. He's great to see. It's great to see him doing all that because I think he's always had that ability. It's just cool to see him go all in with his uh, YouTube channel, uh, what he's doing on Twitter, everything. It's, it's awesome to see. So he's – hes I hope he keeps it up. He probably won't even watch this because uh, he's doing his own stuff. But, like, I try to keep up with, like, corn crazed uh, when I can. um he's doing great things scoring is doing good. I should try to get him on the pod. Honestly, what am I doing? Uh, right now I'm really just dumping so much Nebraska football thoughts that I have, that I've had for like weeks and weeks out on this one pod right now. And it's whack. Cause I'm wearing a Wyoming shirt, but like, look at the flag. Um, but yeah, corn grace doing big things. No blocking rocks doing good things. They're a good podcast group. Um, sometimes I wish I had other people I worked with, but I guess, you know, an independence fun too, I'm able to just sit down and riff raff, but, um, I want to see if anything else I want to add about Nebraska, I've kind of been all over the place, but it'd be nice to get, you know, there's levels. I think reaching a Bo Pelini level of winning is what we're, is what I'd like for us to reach. Cause I know it's attainable. Um, going beyond that, like reaching the fun zone is what I would call it. I think I'll miss has been the fun zone for a long time. Reaching the fun zone of college football would be awesome. Of course, you want to propel into, you know, competing for championships. So there's levels. Right now, the level is we need to get to a bowl. That's what we're trying to do. Um, Oklahoma beat Texas last weekend. So yesterday, I was hanging out with my friend Max, and Max showed me a video. And Max is an uh, Oklahoma fan. He's been on the pod a couple times too. So I watched this video. And it's basically just a movie that the OU video, you know, content staff put out of uh, the game against Texas. They put in all the highlights, you know, locker room stuff, like all that. And the energy I saw from the Oklahoma players was sweet. That it was rare. It was rare because. You don't just see the way like y'all should go go to like if you have it you know Instagram or you have social media go to their you know Oklahoma Sooners football like Instagram page and watch that video. The energy that team has is very unique, and when you when your players are the ones hyping up your team before a game, that's when you know you got a winning team. Because it's cool when Matt Rule does it, but I would like to see Nebraska get to a point where Matt Rule is just coaching and like he doesn't have to do that anymore because he's got guys, he's got legitimate guys leading that team. Players who are like, like Danny Stutzman before the Oklahoma game said, I know two things are true. The only thing this Oklahoma football team fears is God and Texas fears Oklahoma. And then the team erupted and went out and won the game. What more do you want from your team? Like, Yo, that was sick. That was absolutely sick seeing that. And then, like, just the like the energy of that team, all the players wearing the golden hat after the game, like, that's why you go play for Oklahoma. It made me wish Nebraska had something like that. We had a rivalry like that. We don't. We've lost those things over time, unfortunately. We lost the Oklahoma rivalry. I'd like to get the Colorado rivalry back. That's why I say we, we should try to play Oklahoma and Colorado twice every four years. Every four years, play those two teams twice. We should try to make that happen we're in a we're in doing that right now. We had two against Oklahoma back to back. We have another one against Colorado next year after this one uh, that we had. We should do that every four years because rivalries mean more than anything in college football in my opinion. Um, obviously, money is the top usually that's how it's gone, but like it'd be big if they could get um it'd be big for them to have a legitimate rivalry going. I know it's Iowa and that's fun. I like it. I'm going to try to go to that game this year probably, but like it's not the same as some of the rivalries Nebraska had in the past, so Another thing came to mind. Uh does Caleb Williams regret leaving Oklahoma? Because he's having to do everything in his power to try to get this USC team to win. Um last week they played Arizona. It went to triple OT and they barely won that game. It was an amazing game. Go watch the highlights if you if you have time. Um, that was an amazing football game from uh, USC and Arizona. Caleb Williams, probably still in the Heisman running, of course. Their defense is just not very good. All right. USC would be a national title contender if they had a defense. They don't have a legit defense right now. So they're just going to be maybe, maybe they can win the Pac 12, but I don't know if they're going to be Washington or Oregon this year. So. If he had, you know, if Caleb Williams is on Oklahoma this year, that is a national championship caliber team. We'll see if Oklahoma can reach that this year. They're probably going to have to beat Texas twice. Um, so the last thing I want to talk about before we get to the games this weekend is Deion Sanders. I think, you know, I was people really hate Deion. You can't put Deion in a box. And I think a lot of people are actually, you can't put him in a box. They're not simple. They're complex. Deion's complex. You can't put this guy in a box. I get Shadour flexing his watch on Arizona State student section. Um, it's pretty dumb. Like, it's really dumb. Yeah. But, like, he can do it. So he's gonna do it. Because he's Shadour and he's gonna go to the NFL. So he doesn't care. And, like, you shouldn't care either. Because it doesn't matter. It looks stupid. But, like, Colorado's not... They're outside the box. They're in Boulder. That's not like – they're in this hippie mountain town, and everyone there is like – worships the ground they walk on right now because of Dion and what his team's put together. And they don't really – like they're just thriving right now. And you guys – I see so many Nebraska people on Twitter just constantly like making fun of and going after Colorado. Bro, go outside and touch some grass, dude. It doesn't matter. They're gonna go like eight and four maybe this year, and it's whatever. But and like we need to worry about us and then hopefully beat them next year when Shadur has another season and they're gonna be doing the same stuff they're doing right now. The exact same stuff. Okay. So look, Dion's outside the box. He's not your typical football coach. He's not. He did really great things in the city of Dallas. Before any of this, I know his whole timeline. I watched this whole thing unfold. Okay. He was, he, he was, a uh, you know, he had his kids playing football when he was, you know, a dad, you know, he's, he's in retirement. Of course, he's had his kids playing football and he saw, you know, there's a lot of high school football coaches out here who don't know what the heck they're doing. Some of them are really good. Some of them are just, they're just doing what their coaches showed them back in the eighties or whatever. And they are doing things wrong. And Dion know like he knows football, and he saw they were doing things wrong. So he said, "Enough of that. I'm going to coach my kids' teams, and I'm going to do a coaching academy for the kids in this area of Dallas, South Dallas area, in that suburbs down there." There were hundreds of kids, maybe even like more than that, that were you know did coaching clinics, um, you know, did like camps and stuff that Dion and others put on that were really great for you know the people down there, and you know, I grew up here. This is my city. You know, that's a, it's so big. I barely ever went down there unless I was playing some sports, but like, that's, it. that's impacting your community. That's important. All right. Yeah. He's self-absorbed, but what he's done for people other than himself, what he's brought to the university of Colorado, the students there, you think the students that just graduated, you, you know how jealous they are of the current students at Colorado who are actually having fun. Beyond just partying, they're actually having fun watching their football team. They're having a blast right now. Let's be positive, okay? Deion's done a lot of great things. He went on to coach um, up one high school I played against uh, in high school, Trinity Cedar Hill. He ended up taking over their football program um, after I stopped playing football. Um, we got wrecked by them. He took over their football program. They won state titles with Shadur at quarterback. Maurice Washington actually played for Dion school and Dion probably was the best coach Maurice had. Um, Maurice had a great senior year at Trinity Cedar Hill and Dion was his coach. I think there's probably a correlation there um, at least for, you know, what he did on the field. Um, but, you know, then he moves on. Okay. You know what? Shadur's is going to play college football? Who's going to be a better coach than me? So he goes and, Takes over Jackson State and does some great things for that university that they never had, maybe ever. He was, dude, he was enriching the lives of young people and communities. Yeah, he's self absorbed. He's Deion Sanders. He's been self absorbed, but he still does great things for people. So to have all of you sitting on your ass drinking Bush Light doing just staring, looking at your phone and hating, all you do is put negativity out there. I'm sick of it. I'm absolutely sick of it. It's stupid. It looks stupid. You look like a loser. And I, Hey, I sound harsh. I've been rambling on this podcast for, you not probably tired of hearing me talk. Uh, but yeah, so that's my Deion Sanders rant that I've been having, that I've been having um, with people. I love that guy. I think Deion's great. Is he a narcissist? Maybe he still does great things for people. So that's what it is. That's what it comes down to. Um, Dang, I just went off. I might have, like, I might honestly – I'm going to look at my script here. I might honestly have, like, three separate podcasts in this. Like, me talking about Nebraska football is one. The Colorado story of me going there is two. And then everything I've said, including Dion. Since then, is probably three. So I might just break this up into three podcasts. I might just do one, and I need to start promoting my stuff because I'm dropping so much facts on y'all right now that I don't even know what to do. Um, and I'm wearing a Wyoming shirt, and I'm a Nebraska fan, so it just it looks confusing. I'm sorry, but um, we're gonna talk about the games this weekend. I'm do some picks, and then I'm gonna go ahead and post this boy. So let's look at the games this weekend. All right. Last night, Coastal played Appalachian State. Coastal got that win. I like Coastal. I like Appalachian State. Uh, that was a fun game to watch. Also, C.J. Beasley, the running back for Coastal, is a monster. He had some good runs. Wanted to say that. So run the damn ball. We want to put on those running backs. Um, tomorrow night, we got West Virginia and Houston. This is the Dana Holgerson Bowl. Um, I would like to see – I think this going to be a close game. I think Houston is going to play with their best game all year because they're playing against West Virginia. Uh, and it's going to mean a lot to Dana Holgerson. But I think West Virginia's defense is a little too good for for Houston. They're going to win it by three, twenty-seven, twenty-four. 27 27-24. That's my call. SMU plays at East Carolina. Shout out Kobe Wilson. Um, I know him. He's one of the players for SMU uh, linebacker. He had 10 tackles last game. Uh, so, Kobe, I'm going to be watching you tomorrow night. I hope you do well. Um, probably going to watch that with some people. Pony up. We're going to beat East Carolina. My brother's a diehard SMU fan. Um, when they when they announced SMU was going to the ACC, my brother cried. He was so happy. So Joseph, I'm happy for you. You are yn kind of an SMU fan, not a not like an emotionally attached fan, but I love him for that. So uh, Tulane at Memphis, that's a fun one. They're both four and one. The American Conference probably going to be a shootout. I'm picking Tulane. Roll wave. Stanford at Colorado. I don't even know why I'm picking this game because Colorado's probably going to blitz them with points. Um, Stanford might make it close, though, if they slow the game down, but I think Colorado's going to win. Georgia's playing Vandy. Why is that even... They're going to blow them out. Indiana at Michigan. That's a blowout win for Michigan. Ohio State at Purdue. Hear me out. It's going to be cold and rainy in a lot of Big Ten country this uh, weekend is what I saw in the forecast. Ohio State's good at um, throwing the ball, sometimes Kyle McCord's all right. He's like the worst quarterback they've had there since like Joe Bowserman. That's a roast for real. Uh, but Purdue, it's a home game for Purdue against Ohio State. That is danger territory. We've seen this. Um, it's gonna be cold and rainy. Both teams are more passing teams, though. Um, I think Ohio State's a little bit better. They're gonna win that game by one score. I think Purdue's gonna play their best game of the season. And give them a scare. But I just think the Ohio State's going to be a little too good, especially with that defense. Syracuse at Florida State. Florida State's going to win that game. I don't even want to talk about it. Arkansas at Alabama. Alabama's going to blow them out. Michigan State at Rutgers. Hear me out. Close game. Michigan State wins. I think they have their best game of the year. Um, Rutgers has been impressive. They're 4-2. It's crazy for Rutgers. That's really good. I think Michigan State has their best game. They're going to win a close one. That's my – that's like an upset pick almost. Iowa State, Cincinnati. I'm picking Cincinnati at home. I I, I know Iowa State beat uh, TCU. I just don't like Iowa State right now. I don't know why. I just don't like them. I don't even know why. I just don't. Um, I think they're just very mid at best. They lost to Iowa. They're just – they're mid. Um, Whatever uh cal utah this is interesting because i don't even know like they don't even release like injury reports that much for utah they're kind of like they're kind of what's the word they're mysterious um i hope jaquinn and jackson's back for them i think utah can win a close one i think they should they're just not healthy on offense they just have too many injuries uh brent keithy's out uh, their quarterback who was their his name slipping past me. Cam Rising's out. Jaqueline Jackson was out last game. They just had injuries, man. Other quarterbacks they had were getting hurt. Like they, I thought they were going to have a chance to win the Pac-12, and with that defense, they could have. But I don't think they will this year. Um, I think I think they still have a close win over Cal it's at home. Oregon, Washington. This is the game, man. This is the game this weekend. This is one of the best Washington teams and Oregon teams. Top both top ten this year. Um, I think it's going to be awesome. I don't even know who I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna go Washington. What's the weather in Seattle this weekend? That may play a factor because it's gonna be a pass happy offense versus a really balanced Oregon team. Uh, Seattle, Washington weather. Let's see what was what's weather this weekend in Washington. 54 today. Uh, Saturday is 66 and rainy, which in Seattle that could be drizzle. So we don't know. I say because of oh, man. All right. You know, it's a run the demo podcast. I think Oregon's run games can be the difference. They're going to win a close game. That's my pick. All right. Texas AM at Tennessee. I think Tennessee wins a close one because AM has been impressive, though. I actually think they, they're they doing a lot better than they were last year. They figured out they have, you know, the quarterbacks kind of got better this year. Uh, Haynes King is bad, by the way. Not last weekend, though. That Miami game against Georgia Tech was a whole different story. Um, But I think Tennessee wins a close one at home. Kansas at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State beating uh, Kansas State surprised me. But I think Kansas' offense too much. They're going to win that game. Illinois at Maryland. Maryland's offense too much. They're going to win that game. Florida at South Carolina. I think – to South Carolina. i was trying to think right now. I'll pick South Carolina in a close one. I guess. Yeah, we'll go with that. BYU at TCU. TCU is like down right now. I think BYU wins a close one. I really hate saying that because I did not predict them to be good this year, but TCU just looks bad right now. Um, Iowa at Wisconsin. I'm picking Wisconsin. They're going to get them this year. Arizona at Washington State, I'm picking Washington State in a close one. Auburn at LSU, I'm picking LSU. Kansas State at Texas Tech. I don't even know about that one. I think I'll pick Kansas State in a close one, actually. Wyoming at Air Force. All right, this the, this the game. This, I'm wearing this shirt, this whole podcast. Wyoming at Air Force. I want to talk about Wyoming real quick. Beat Tech to start the year. be President State at home. President State was ranked. They're having so much fun this year up there. I wish I went to a game up there this year. That'd be fun. Having so much fun at Laramie. Um, yeah, I think Wyoming wins a close one. Let's go, Cowboys. USC at Notre Dame. I think USC wins a close one. Ah, it's going to be cold and rainy in Notre Dame. Like, 50s and rainy, I think, could be a factor. If, if their weather is a factor, I think Notre Dame can definitely win this game. They're just tired right now. They started in week zero. They've gone every week since. They had, like, four straight night games. It's like their third or fourth in a the row they've had. They're tired. They look tired against Louisville. I think they probably could have had a win there. If you saw what Sam Hartman did last year against Wake Forest, he had a similar type game, just didn't play well, had turnovers. The USC wins a close one. Notre Dame, definitely win, though. Miami, North Carolina, picking North Carolina because Miami looks cursed right now because of what they tried to do last weekend. And I feel bad for the players, by the way. Kentucky, Missouri. Kentucky wins a close one. I... Um, had an incident with Missouri fans this summer over the over the summer. It's on me though. I said they weren't. I said they didn't exist, and then their fans uh, ensued to like come after my entire existence, which is fun. Um, so screw Missouri. Actually, uh, let's go Kentucky, UCLA, at Oregon State. I'm gonna pick Oregon State to win a close one there, and NC State at Duke. There's a lot of good games this weekend. NC State at Duke. I'll pick Duke to win a close one, even though I think we have some injuries. And, then, hey, Boise State, Colorado State, why don't I pick that game? I like these mountain schools. I'll pick Boise State, of course, though. Um, that's probably all the picks this weekend. I just threw a lot at y'all. I don't know if I'm going to break this podcast up into, like, chunks or if I'm just going to, like, go with it. I've been going for about an hour, I believe, right now. Um, just, I just love college football. I just wanted to talk about it. So, you know, I think – about a year ago, I was making a lot of content. I had a video internship, videography inter- internship. I, uh, I was doing podcasts every week for Run the Damn Ball, um, getting guests on a lot of those too. I was making TikToks on Run the Damn Ball. I was just like making a lot of content a year ago and had a lot of fun doing it. Um, I, I feel like I've gone far enough on this podcast to not really get into it too much, but like. I kind of got the itch today, just like put something out there for you guys, even though my audience is very small, because I haven't been very, uh, I haven't done the podcast as well as I would have liked to. Part of that's me being lazy. Part of that's me just wanting to wing it sometimes, because sometimes I don't really want to do a podcast. Sometimes I do. I have other things I'm chasing right now in life, and this is kind of like a side thing. So um yeah, I don't know if I could say much more. I don't really feel like it. I don't like saying too much. But um I think this year one of the main things I kind of learned as a person is like I mean, I've always thought this, but I like soaked it in fully it was like okay. I want to disconnect from like Social media and the internet, and like all that as much as I can. And I've now that football season's in full swing, like I'm back in it, like fully immersed in like all that. There's a lot of TV, there's a lot of social media, there's a lot of stuff that involves college football, so I'm in it right now. But like in the off season, I really took a break to like just enjoy life and like connect with nature, connect with God and all that um, more than I had before and that was really refreshing, so I, you know, kind of, I, like, deleted Instagram, I deleted TikTok, I deleted, uh, yeah, I just kind of disconnected, like, besides run the damn ball Twitter, and, like, YouTube, and, yeah, that was it, like, that that was the only social media I had, um, I guess I have Snapchat for, like, my friends, but, from college, but, you know, it's, like, I I wanted to disconnect, so that I could connect with, like, real stuff, like, I I wanted to live, like, it was 2006, you know, so I kind of disconnected, I was, like, I didn't really go do much too much with the podcast. I was kind of just taking a break from all that. I just wanted to like focus on like my dog, my family and my life and just like put my energy there. I was trying to figure out things in my life. So, uh, kind of disconnected, but now I might try to like do a podcast a week. I need to start trying to get my friends on the pod. I need to try to like get mics and stuff and go like all in, even though these AirPods are doing well, I think. Um, so I need to, uh, I would like to do some things differently and, you know, kind of go more into, you know, content and stuff. Like I was thinking about earlier, like there's just so much content out there. It's just like, doesn't stop. It's everything. It's, every, it's like, it's literally taking over everything. Video, social media, everything. That's all the stuff. It's like, dude, I just want to like go hang out on some land. <laughs> touch some, some grass like um so i've just thought about those kind of things man but i think that's everything i got for y'all today i I went into so much i might need to break this all up but also i i shoot i can think of one friend i have shout out danny on listens to the podcast um he just like probably listens to the whole dang thing some people might like that so i'm gonna put this out probably the way it is thanks for y'all listening i love you guys um run the damn ball we're out